This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Yep. 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 There is, there is, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, a mini episode. That's right, motherfuckers, this one's little, it's strong as fuck, though. It's got real strength beneath it, those, those little arms and little legs that this episode has. It's, it's a, it's a buff one. It's one of those episodes that, that you go, hey, I don't want to fight that motherfucker. I, you know, I know technically we're in a different class like physically we're probably in a different weight class but i'm not gonna fight that motherfucker they're they're buff they're strong i didn't even finish the intro because i got too lost in describing the mini but another episode of mini episode of my mama told me the podcast this is that update the podcast where we dive deep deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories and we finally work to prove the theories that you the listeners have at home it's mini it's strong it's exciting i'm excited to be here we're gonna have an interesting time because today today's uh submission from one of our dear listeners actually was a a suggestion i had never heard before i've never heard this conspiracy theory it's brand new to me in a in a very fun way very often I, I've never thought about a lot of conspiracy theories, but a lot of them that come across my desk, I've at least vaguely heard of. I have not heard this once in my life, and that's exciting for me. And it's a fucked up one. Let me tell you uh, just ahead of before we even jump into it. This one's real fucked up. It comes to us from a woman named a person. Let's say person. I don't know that this is a woman. It, it's a person named Doria. And I hope I'm pronouncing that name right, because if not, it's a little too close to diarrhea for my taste. You know, it feels like I'm being mean to a person if I say their name wrong when it's this close 
to Liquid Poop. But I hope your name's Doria, and I hope you don't ever get called Liquid Poop by your peers. Uh, I hope you had an easy childhood where no one ever made fun of you for the name Doria. Certainly, I won't start today, even though I've made quite a few suggestions of how one would make fun of you should they decide to do so. But Doria said, hi, Langston. Love the pod and both intro songs. That's very nice. And I'm so sorry for how I spoke to you. Anyway, I was watching Ashley Say So on YouTube. No idea who that person is, where she talks about old Hollywood scandals. I watched the one on Marvin Gaye, which I tr- I already knew would be a full mess with his father, marriages, drug use, etc. She ended the episode saying that it was rumored that prior to Marvin Gaye's stardom, he was the neighborhood serial killer. Whoa, hold the phone. He was the neighborhood serial killer, she says. There were several killings of women in the area where he lived, and once he left for his music career, the murder stopped. I had never heard of this before, and now I'm super curious. I know you will do the work on this conspiracy. Thanks in advance. Thanks, Doria. Uh, Okay. Oh, boy. I, whoa. I ain't never heard anybody accuse Marvin Gaye of being a serial killer. I've heard of him having all sorts of sordid sex with with both men and women. I've heard of him being a, a, a massive drug user, but a serial killer? Never heard that once. And so I decided to do some digging, as is expected of me for these many episodes. What if I heard that and I was just like, fuck it, it's true, you dumb bitches, and then just walked away? What if that was the energy I went into this with? But no, that's not the energy I started with. I actually did some Googling, and it turns out the original suggestion of Marvin Gaye being a potential serial killer seems to come from a post on a site called Crazy Days and Nights, which you already know is a legit source for information on Marvin Gaye. <laughs> you know, if anybody's tapped in on the gay estate and, and really has good sources for information on what the comings and goings were of Marvin Gaye back in the 70s and 80s, it's got to be Crazy Days and Nights. Anyway, on December 28, 2017, they posted a, a very long post, and I'm going to read it to you all now. But they posted a post that says, in the late 1950s, there was a string of serial killings in a large Midwestern city. They never were solved. At the time, the police had no suspects, and the victims were all prostitutes. They were mostly high school aged. The victims had one thing in common. They all had been runaways, so had no family locally. At the time, there was no suspect for the police to chase, and with relatives of the murdered, distant in miles or uncaring, they were moved to a cold case file. About a decade later, there were two other prostitutes killed in a similar fashion as to the victims in the late 1950s. This time, the police had a suspect. The problem was, for them, the suspect was an A-list singer, a singer who had powerful friends behind him who were all making a lot of money because of the singing. A huge sum of money was paid to certain police officers and city officials. The singer was never charged, let alone questioned by the police. When that happened, the singer stopped his killing for a number of years. Later in his life, the pattern emerged again, always desperate for drugs. He would pay for prostitutes and then send them out for drugs. When they came back with the drugs, he would beat them. A few times, under the influence of drugs, he would take it too far and they ended up dead. Again, nothing was done. A couple of the women who survived the beatings 
and heard rumors that others were killed, tried to say something and report that now icon to the police, but instead would be arrested on drug charges and told to let it go. They would face long jail sentences. And then this, for some reason, post ends by saying Marvin Gaye, as if Marvin Gaye wrote this letter, which he did not. The writer is instead suggesting Marvin Gaye is the alleged singer in this conversation. Now, a few things immediately stand out to me when I read silly shit like this. Number one, this post came out December 28th, 2017. That basically means three days after Christmas. (laughs) Three days after getting gifts and hanging out with family and celebrating some people's Lord and Savior, the false birth of the Lord and Savior, some psychopath woke up and decided to start an extremely vague internet chain where they accused Marvin Gaye of killing prostitutes 30 plus years earlier. I guess in this case, 40, 50 plus years earlier. That's the first thing that stands out to me. The second thing that I think is worth talking about is the the suggestion that this A-list singer in the 19, I guess, 60s and 70s by this point, is able to just work his way around police accountability. That, that a black man in the 60s and 70s is somehow not being held accountable by the police or the law because he, I guess, saying what's going on. I think, I, I guess that's the thing that the police just couldn't handle putting Marvin Gaye in prison, which feels a little absurd to me as well. More importantly, and this required a little more digging, because this obviously is an extremely vague letter. It it doesn't have much information. It's not even saying what city these things are happening in or who specifically is being murdered or suggesting that they know of these murders or even beatings. It's just sort of a cat in the hat style writing suggesting of a murder somewhere and then blaming it on Marvin Gaye right at the end. That said, a person named David Ritz, who was working on a Marvin Gaye biography before he died and basically has uh, some suggestion of rights to the Marvin Gaye story. David Ritz suggests that the Gaye family, now it's worth noting, Marvin supposedly added the E to his last name. It was spelled G-A-Y. He went with G-A-Y-E because of his personal turmoil with his family's sexual history. Apparently, his father was known for for getting drunk and dressing up in women's clothes. And he had a number of uncles who, I guess, were also queer or openly gay. And his father uh, was a a very stringent preacher, a preacher at a church who would beat any and everybody who didn't follow the Lord's ways. And so I think it, it suggested that it created a, a strong complexity in Marvin Gaye's head. And he wanted to steer as far away from the possibility that he too might be homosexual and that he, I guess, did some of that work for him. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. There are also suggestions in David Ritt's biography of Marvin Gaye that Marvin had a similarly strong history of violence in his family, that his family was rich with violence. I just told you his dad used to beat the shit out of him and his family. He now he mostly beat Marvin because Marvin wouldn't stop singing secular music. You know what I mean? Marvin was up there singing about getting girls wet and his father didn't care for that one bit. So he would beat the shit out of him. But apparently it wasn't the only reason that his dad would uh, beat the shit out of people, his mother included. But he says that there's a strong history of violence in this family. He even says, and this is quoting David Ritz, he says, Marvin's mother told me that there was all kinds of violence in the family in Kentucky. She said that one of her brothers-in-law had actually killed a woman. Marvin was haunted by this background. He felt he must have inherited his family's sin, but it was just as bad on his mother's side. His father actually once shot her mother, though he didn't kill her and he died in a hospital for the insane. Now, this could easily be what's being conflated when this person on crazy days and nights decides to write a real fucked up vague story about Marvin Gaye, the serial killer. He obviously comes from a weird family filled with violence that women were killed and shot and hurt 
as a result of the men in his family. And maybe this is a, a person who read this biography and began doing some conflating. Marvin's father also mercifully, and we talked about the beating for his sinful nature, which was largely connected to his his inability to connect back to gospel music instead of uh, the nasty music he put out on the radio. You know, it's worth noting also his dad would later kill Marvin Gaye. His own father killed him. For those of you that don't know, he shot Marvin with a gun that Marvin had actually bought him a few weeks earlier. Uh, his father was looking for a letter in the house. He was raging around, very angry, presuming that his mother, Marvin's mother, knew where that letter was. He burst into a room where Marvin and his mother were hanging out, I guess, talking and then he he went towards his Marvin's mother to uh, presumably do one of those classic beatings he's known for. Marvin stepped in, punched his dad in the face, and his dad had previously quoted that if Marvin had ever laid a hand on him, he would kill him. And then he did exactly that. He shot Marvin in the chest and he was only given five years probation, which is fucking crazy. But, you know, you kill one of the most famous and prolific singers of all time. And I guess uh, all's well that ends well. Uh, I don't know. It's pretty. There's no cool way to explain away why the court system would allow that to happen. But who am I to judge? You know, I might uh, murder my family someday. So so I'm holding tight to being able to get five years probation. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh at that. That's not a funny thing. Anyway, it is worth noting this same story of Marvin's father also suggests that Marvin struggled between this holy and secular experience was something that he lived with both in his childhood and well into adulthood. And it also is something that really he struggled with at the introduction of Marvin Gaye, the sex symbol. He was not a man, according to David Ritz, who liked being a sex symbol. He was actually a much more shy, reserved person than his music and sort of like identity out in the world actually suggested. And he used cocaine and other drugs to better access that part of his persona, which eventually led him to become impotent, both physically and psychologically. He just could not bring himself to do all of the things that his music would lead women to make him think he could do. In fact, because of his intense religious upbringing, Marvin didn't even lose his virginity until he was 17. And you guessed it, he lost that virginity with a prostitute. Now, again, his history with prostitutes, sex workers, I think there's probably a, a, a more PC way of referring to these people at this point, but sex workers was do- well documented, but that doesn't mean he was murdering the motherfuckers. It sounds like, according to a uh, biography, he would often just invite these women back to hold him and make him feel whole. In fact, Marvin once said, prostitutes protect me from passion, he said in an interview with uh, Actual Magazine the year before he died. Passions are dangerous. They cause you to lust after other men's wives. In terms of his wife and his sexual relationships, Marvin actually had two wives, one of which was Barry Gordy's sister, who was 17 years older than him. That relationship did not go well and ended up uh, leaving Marvin uh, very broke and very sort of 
without functional means for the remainder of his life. He then went on to marry a lady named Jan Gay, who claims that he would often force her into sexual situations with other men and would get his rocks off by either watching or catching them in the act. He would rarely participate himself. So basically, he would force her to basically get hit on and or have threesomes or orgies with other people. And instead of being a part of that, he just wanted to watch, which might explain, uh, be explained rather by the suggestion that he had done so much cocaine, his PP didn't work the way it was supposed to. Uh, Jan, his wife, would later leave Marvin Gaye for Teddy Pendergrass, his number one competition at the time. So, you know, I think in the long run, and this is all a lot of information dealing in uh, sordid sexual acts and prostitution and and all kinds of crazy things. But at the end of the day, it seems like Marvin Gaye had a pretty fucked up life. It wasn't exactly a life that one would envy other than his his exceptional musical gift. And so with that, you could easily add some some spices to that story by making up some shit about him being a murderer, because at this point, fuck it. With everything that happened in his life, he should kill people and he deserves to kill people. The man made mercy, mercy me. If anybody deserves to murder some people, it should be Marvin Gaye. So do I think Marvin Gaye was an actual serial killer? He was not. He was a very troubled man who lived a very troubled life and somehow managed to still make beautiful music in in the wake of everything that was happening to him. That said, Should he decide to come back from the grave as some sort of serial killer? He's got my support. You got my vote, Marvin Gaye. Kill away. Kill away, Marvin Gaye, because you deserve it. I love everything you do. And uh, whoever wrote this article is mean and uh, deserves the exact same treatment that Robin Thicke got. (laughs) You deserve the Marvin Gaye estate to come after you and take everything from your life including your wife, your beautiful wife, Paula Patton. They, they should take everything because you, you're a garbage person and you know what you did, uh, Robin Thicke and the person on Crazy Days and Nights. Okay, that's it. Well, if you want to accuse any other uh, A-list celebrities of being a serial killer, you can send the, uh, your, your theories to mymamapod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and the serial killers you believe in. Please send your messages. And as always, subscribe to the podcast. Review the podcast. Blow me sweet kisses over the internet. I need the affirmation. This means the world to me to hear you guys saying nice or mean things. I just need the the human contact at this point. I'm running out of people to talk to. Me and my wife are driving each other crazy. We're not going to make it. One of us is going to kill the other one. This is the second time I've said that, and it's starting to make all of us uncomfortable. The point is, please send your messages to mymamapod at gmail.com and send your love to any reviews you can on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review stuff. I don't know if there's other places to review stuff. I know Apple Podcasts is a place to do it, but you could do it anywhere. You could write it on the street in like sidewalk chalk and take a picture and send that to me. I'd like that. I I post that somewhere, probably, maybe. Okay, I've rambled for far too long. Bye, bitch. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode.
motherfucking mini episode. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and I'm a journalist. Join me on my new podcast, But We Loved, where queer elders recount the amazing history they've lived through. In the middle of Wall Street, they stopped traffic. They were doing a die-in. And in the process, share little gems of wisdom for the next generation. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. You can listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.